0: This is Annapolis, Coast Retro Wayne, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond. Today, we're going to continue our All-22 offense with the running back position, starting off with the camp bodies. We have two camp body running backs on this roster, Darius Jackson and Bruce Anderson. Darius Jackson was a sixth-round pick by the Cowboys in 2016, only has six career carries for 16 yards. He's 26 years old, which brings up the question, why is Darius Jackson, a Colts practice squad guy from last year in 2019, on this roster and Jonathan Williams is not? The only logical, reasonable explanation I could think of is Ballard wants to give Williams a chance to get a job somewhere where he could actually make a roster, get on the field, and play. Because Jonathan Williams is younger than Darius Jackson. Jonathan Williams had two 100-plus yard games in 2019 for the Colts. He was a big part of the Colts' team last year. It was a team that won 7-9 and nine and missed the playoffs, but in a five-day span, From Sunday to Thursday night football, he had 220 yards and a touchdown in five days when Marlon Mack went down. So Jonathan Williams, in my opinion, is a legitimate NFL running back. He should be on a roster. He's only 26 years old, a couple months younger than Darius Jackson, who right now is a camp body for the Colts. So maybe Ballard is just giving Jonathan Williams an opportunity to sign somewhere and have a chance to compete and make a roster. Because when you look at this Colts roster from top to bottom at the running back position with Mack, Taylor... Hines, Wilkins, there's just no room for Williams to actually make this roster unless multiple running backs were to get hurt. And Williams is still currently a free agent. So is Williams a better running back than Darius Jackson and Bruce Anderson, who combined the two running backs combined, only have six career carries. Bruce Anderson's never made an appearance in an NFL game. He's going into his second year after being an undrafted free agent in 2019. Of course, of course, Jonathan Williams is a better running back than Darius Jackson and Bruce Anderson. But I think the Colts are trying to give him an opportunity to sign somewhere where he could actually make a roster next season. So we have two camp body running backs in Jackson and Anderson. The first running back I'll talk about who I actually believe has a chance to make this roster as he has the previous two seasons is Jordan Wilkins, the third-year running back out of Ole Miss. He's averaging 5.8 yards per carry over his career, and it's not a small sample size. It's not, oh, he's carried the ball 10 times and he's averaging 5.8 yards per carry. He's carried the ball over 110 times in his career and he's averaging damn near six yards per carry that is extremely impressive i believe he's had the short end of the stick in indianapolis he hasn't really had that opportunity to flourish to blossom fully we have not seen his full potential that number obviously will go down that 5.8 yards per carry will go down if he carries the ball 200 300 400 times but i would like to eventually see wilkins get that opportunity. It's not looking great for him at this moment in Indianapolis. If you look at his career up until this point, he's played in 30 out of 32 games. The two games he missed were the two games last year where Marlon Mack got hurt and missed on Thursday Night Football. Jonathan Williams stepped in and had two 100-plus yard games, 220 yards, and a touchdown in that five-day span. So Jordan Wilkins missed that opportunity last year to play in those two games without Marlon Mack to get 20-plus carries to get the bulk of the workload and to show what he is capable of doing in this league behind that great 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 offensive line in Indianapolis last year he only had one game of 10 plus carries it was an 11 carry game and he had two games with zero carries and 11 games under five not including the two games he missed due to injury so Jordan Wilkins did not have that opportunity last season I really would have liked to have seen him get that opportunity this year but then we drafted A generational guy, a guy who's going to be very, very good in this league, very good behind this Colts offensive line in Jonathan Taylor. So we saw an opportunity to get a running back who we believe has a higher ceiling, a higher upside than Jordan Wilkins, and we made the move in the second round to draft Taylor out of Wisconsin. So it's just one of those things. Unfortunately for Jordan Wilkins, he's missing that opportunity yet again now because we drafted another running back who will be taking carries away from him alongside Marlon Mack in Jonathan Taylor, and that's if Jordan Wilkins even makes the roster this season I don't think it's a guarantee he does but I'm gonna put him on right now because I think we're going to carry four running backs plus the fullback roosevelt next so i'm putting jordan wilkins on the roster i think he's just too talented i really would not want to cut him it would be cringeworthy to have to cut a guy who's averaging 5.8 yards per carry after 100 career carries so if anything i would like to trade him if possible but the running back market just isn't what it used to be and teams don't value the running back position enough in my opinion to trade anything of value for a guy when they're going to say you know what the colts are going to cut him anyway and we'll just sign him after the colts cut him we'll just claim him off the waiver wire so the only way though I can see Wilkins eventually hitting his full potential in Indianapolis would be is if we were to let Marlon Mack walk after this season if we keep four running backs we let Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor split carries this season Wilkins has 10 20 30 carries on the year if Mack and Taylor don't get hurt And then after this season, we don't re-sign Mac. And we say, thank you for your service over the last four years. You were a great running back. You helped us out. But we just can't afford to pay a running back at this time. We already have three good running backs on rookie contracts in Taylor, Wilkins, and Hines. And then you let Wilkins split carries next season with Taylor. That's the only way I could see Jordan Wilkins without multiple injuries this season getting that opportunity to show what he's capable of doing carrying the ball 200 plus times in a season because you'll have a fourth year running back at that point with the wear and tear of a guy going into his second year in the league because he'll have under 150 career carries under his belt at that time so that's the only way I could see Jordan Wilkins on this roster going into 2020 and going into 2021 and reaching his full potential or at least showing us what he's capable of doing carrying the ball 10 plus times a game 15 plus times and carrying the main workload in Indianapolis because up until this point we just haven't seen it out of Wilkins and it's not his fault because in his limited opportunities he's been really really good for the Colts the third running back Naheem Hines this guy is a huge part of this team he is an elite punt returner in my opinion I think he has a chance to make the all pro team as a punt returner had that incredible game against the Carolina Panthers two punt return touchdowns in the same game. He's a better punt returner than Chester Rogers, and as a receiver, as a receiving threat out of the backfield, he has 107 receptions over the last two seasons. Most of them came with Andrew Luck two years ago, but he did have 44 receptions with Jacoby Brissett last season. So he has more receptions than Chester Rogers over the last two seasons, and he's a much better, more versatile punt returner. So when I say I think this Colts team is going to carry for running backs it's because Naheem Hines isn't really a traditional running back he's a running back We'll put him on the depth chart as a running back, but as good of a player as Naheem Hines is and as a big of a part of this roster as he is, he had zero games of double-digit carries last year. He had 14 games with four or less carries last year, and he did not miss a single game. So Naheem Hines really isn't a running back. He's a flex. He's a Swiss Army knife. He's an all-purpose player, and he's a damn good all-purpose player on special teams. Offensively, he can carry the rock, but he's a threat out of the backfield to catch it, especially this year with Philip Rivers, you can line Him up in the slot, you could line him up out wide. He's going to give you a spark on special teams. So, I love everything about Naheem Hines. But if Mack or Taylor were to go down, you would not hand Naheem Hines the ball 15 20 times the way I believe you could with Wilkins, even though we just haven't seen it, or you could with a guy like Jonathan Williams, who we saw it out of twice last season. So, I love Hines, huge, huge, huge part of this team. But he's not a traditional running back, he's more of a flex. Swiss Army knife, all-purpose back. And he's durable. He has not missed a game in his NFL career, 32 for 32 over the last two seasons. So Naheem Hines is a huge part of this team. He's much bigger than your average third-string running back because of his abilities on special teams as a return specialist and what he's able to do out of the backfield, catching the football in the slot and even outside the numbers. Very rare abilities there. And when you look at the NFL – and guys like Christian McCaffrey and how the league is evolving, and then what Phillip Rivers was able to do in San Diego when he was playing with Darren Sproles, I think Naheem Hines is going to have a monster season for the Colts in 2020. The number two running back on the depth chart, I believe, will be Jonathan Taylor, the rookie out of Wisconsin, second-round pick, 41st overall for the Colts in the 2020 draft. He had a ridiculous career, a historical career. At Wisconsin, 926 carries for 6,174 yards, averaging 6.7 yards per carry and scored 50 rushing touchdowns. He's the only running back in FBS history to rush for over 6,000 yards without returning for a fourth season. So in three years, he ran for over 6,000 yards, averaged over 2,000 yards per season in college. He had better career numbers in the Big Ten than... Saquon Barkley who was the number two overall pick in 2018 so Jonathan Taylor is super super talented his only knock is ball security and I believe the Colts will be able to coach it out of him I think his fumbles at Wisconsin could also be taken with a grain of salt because he got better over time and he carried the ball 926 times so the more times you carry the ball the higher probability you have of fumbling the football the more touches the more chances you have to fumble the football. So I think Taylor will get a coached out of him in Indy, just like we did with Hines, just like we did with Wilkins. But the Colts don't draft Jonathan Taylor 41st overall if they don't see a generational talent, in my opinion. Because you already have Mack, you already have Hines, you already have Wilkins, all three guys on rookie contracts. I don't think they draft Jonathan Taylor if they don't see a generational Saquon Barclay-level talent at 41 plus they traded up to get him and they considered drafting him at 34 when they took Michael Pittman Jr. That's how good they think this kid is so Jonathan Taylor I believe will be the backup to Marlon Mack if you want to call him a backup I mean I don't really think it matters Marlon Mack in my opinion will be the starter but they're going to split carries they're both going to touch the ball a lot if you go back to 2006 just to show you how much it doesn't matter who the quote-unquote starter is. If you ask any Cole fan who was the starting running back in 2006, most people will say Joseph Adai. But Dominic Rhodes started all 16 games in 2006, but Adai surpassed him in yards and carries. So Adai had more carries in 2006, but he never started a game until the playoffs when he made all four starts. And then they both had great games in Super Bowl 41 against the Chicago Bears. So it doesn't really matter who starts the game. You could start the game but have less carries than your backup. And I think we'll see games this year where Marlon Mack's the starter, but Jonathan Taylor has more carries. Jonathan Taylor carries the ball 20, 25 times because he's just having a better day, or for whatever reason it may be. So I think that they'll split carries. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a great rookie season. I think Marlon Mack will be the starter. And I think Mack has earned the right to start. He had a 1,000-yard season last year, zero fumbles and 247 carries, and only three fumbles in 587 career touches dating back to his rookie season in 2017, which means he's fumbled once every 195 touches. He has earned the trust of the coaching staff to be the starter and to lead the team in carries, in my opinion, and Jonathan Taylor has to prove that he will be able to hold on to the football. And if he could prove that, he will earn the trust of the coaching staff because at this point in time, It's a six point game. You're backed up in your own territory. You're up six. You want to run out the clock. Are you going to hand it to Marlon Mack, who fumbles the ball once every 195 touches, or are you going to hand it to the rookie who had fumbling issues in college? So Jonathan Taylor is going to have to earn the trust of the coaching staff if he wants those carries late in games, games on the line, because Marlon Mack, in my opinion, has earned that trust up until this point he did not fumble the ball last season in 247 carries plus receptions and only has three career fumbles in 587 career touches but I do believe they will split carries and I love both these guys mindsets so much Marlon Mack ran for a thousand yards last year he sees that the Colts draft a running back 41st overall he could take that as a personal attack on himself he could view that as his replacement walking through the door all the Colts don't want me anymore they're going to use me this year then they're going to kick me to the curb in free agency in March so he could have viewed the Colts drafting Jonathan Taylor like that but when Frank Reich texted him the night of the draft he responded let's go let's win he's all about team 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 he's all about winning and then Jonathan Taylor this week a rookie getting interviewed on colts.com he was asked about splitting carries with Marlon Mack. And he said, it's not about counting the carries. It's about making the carries count. That is a 10-year veteran answer coming from a rookie who hasn't even had his first NFL carry yet. So when you look at the character, the leadership of these players, I love Mack, Taylor, Hines, Wilkins. I mean, it's just a great, great running back room. And I love Jonathan Williams, and I wish he could be a part of this, but unfortunately he's not, and he's still a free agent, and I hope somebody gives him a chance because he showed last year that he is still capable of playing in this league. He's only 26 years old, doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on his body, and last year he was able to jump in and rush for 220 yards and a touchdown in a five-day span. So Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor, they're both team first guys. I think they're going to gel really well. You look around the league, especially at the running back position, and half the time I don't even blame these guys, but you look at Dalvin Cook. He's had one good season, one productive season. He's going into the fourth year of his rookie contract. The Vikings have a fifth-year team option next year because Cook was a first-round pick. And he had one good year, one productive season where he stays healthy. And he's complaining about a contract. He wants to get paid now, and he's going to hold out. You look back last year, Philip Rivers saw it when he was in Los Angeles with Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon wanted to hold out until he got paid. And these running backs, I do feel bad for them most of the time because their careers are just so short, especially if you're drafted in the first round. You need to play five years just to get to the franchise tag. Then if they franchise tag you, you could be stuck six, seven years without getting paid. The average lifespan of a running back is under three years in the NFL. So a lot of times I really do feel bad for these running backs. I hope we pay Marlon Mack. I really do want to see him back on a two- or three-year contract, a team-friendly, player-friendly deal where you could get something done that works for both parties, I would love to because Marlon Mack shows up, never complains, he does everything the right way, runs hard, doesn't fumble. I would love to pay Marlon Mack. But you look at this running back room, you could say, well, we have Jonathan Taylor and Jordan Wilkins coming back next year on rookie contracts and Naheem Hines, and we don't need to pay Marlon Mack. So there's a chance Marlon Mack's not back next year, but I would love to see him back because I love everything he stands for. I love the fact that he doesn't complain. I love the fact that he's a team first guy and all he wants to do is win. Those are my type of players, players that are selfless, players that believe the team comes first because they truly believe the team comes first. And I think guys like that deserve to be rewarded, and I think it sends a great message to the rest of the locker room. This guy showed up. This guy gave us 3,000, 4,000 yards over the last four years on his rookie contract. He never complained. He never begged for money. He never threatened the team to hold out. He never put himself over anybody on this roster and now we want to reward him financially, and we want to give him a little bit of security now going into the fourth year of his rookie contract. I would love to give Marlon Mack an extension right now. I would give him an extension right now for a two- or three-year deal to show him we really appreciate what you did for us over the last couple of years because I bring up Dalvin Cook, but if you want another running back on the flip side, who's not complaining, not holding out, and the team's screwing him over, it's Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was 80 85 90% of the Tennessee Titans offense last year. I know it's tough to pay a running back, especially a running back who is that big of a percentage of your offense like Derrick Henry was last year, basically single-handedly carrying Ryan Tannehill to the AFC Championship game, but he hasn't complained. He's going in to the fifth year on a franchise tag. He can't be happy about that. You're leading the league in rushing. You're one of the best running backs in the league. You want to get paid. And he didn't get paid. He's not threatening to hold out up until this point. He's not complaining. He's probably pissed. I'd be pissed. But it's just the nature of the business. It's the nature of the position because the running back position just doesn't last. But Marlon Mack has done everything the right way. He texted Coach Frank Reich after we drafted Jonathan Taylor. Let's go. Let's win. He was happy that Jonathan Taylor was coming in to the running back room. And then Jonathan Taylor... This week, when he was asked about splitting carries with Marlon Mack, said it's not about counting the carries, it's about making the carries count. So I love this running back room. I love everything about it. I love the character of every guy in this running back room, pretty much every guy on this roster. It's just such a great roster from a culture, from a locker room standpoint. But from Marlon Mack to Jonathan Taylor to Naheem Hines to Jordan Wilkins, all four guys, I believe, belong in the NFL I think all four guys should make and I hope they make this roster because let's not forget we also have a fullback that we're gonna have to put in the mix the roster increases now from 53 to 55 we'll see if they make the roster even larger than that because of the coronavirus they might let you carry 60 guys this year and if they do I would give Jonathan Williams a call and I would bring him back aboard because he deserves to be in this league as well so you look at this running back room top to bottom I believe it's the most talented position group on this roster maybe I'm blanking on a position group but there just isn't a weak link when your fourth running back is averaging 5.8 yards per carry for his career your third running back might be the best punt returner in football and is a lethal receiving threat out of the backfield and then you have a great running back who you just drafted a rookie out of Wisconsin who we expect to have all pro caliber seasons in the near future and then Marlon Mack was coming off a 1,000-yard season last year who virtually never, ever puts the ball on the turf. I love this running back core. I love this room. I really want to carry four. And when you look at it, because Hines is really more of a receiving threat than a rushing threat, and because of what he's done in the punt return game, and then when you look at Roosevelt Knicks and you look at this roster— You could definitely make the argument for carrying four running backs plus the fullback because you could look at that as five running backs with the fullback or you could look at it as, okay, the last couple of years we were carrying four or five tight ends. This year we're only carrying three tight ends. We do have those – Two extra spots now going from a 53-man roster to a 55-man roster. We're going to carry three quarterbacks, though. So that puts us at 54 players. So it's really like we're only getting one extra spot. So that one extra spot could be for the fullback, but we're also probably going to carry one less tight end this year. So if we carry one less tight end, then maybe the fullback, because we're never going to hand Roosevelt Knicks the ball, maybe we'll have five carries all season. Roosevelt Knicks is really more of a blocking fullback, tight end you know you could put him as a tight end on the depth chart more so than a running back because he's never going to carry the football he'll be in goal line packages and stuff like that and we used a fullback last year but it was quinn nelson if you don't want to put quinn nelson in that position again then now you have a fullback to be able to run those packages with with roosevelt Knicks. so if you count roosevelt nicks as a tight end because that's really what he will be this season he'll be more of just a blocking piece because you're never going to hand him the football and then you look at Naheem Hines he had more receptions over the last two years than Chester Rogers and he's a better pun returner than Chester Rogers so you could put him on the roster in the depth chart and you could count him as a receiver you could count him as a return specialist and then if you do that because Hines helps the team in so many different ways and because Roosevelt Knicks is going to help the teams in more ways than being a running back because he's really not a running back at all and then You look at Jordan Wilkins, you can make the case for Wilkins making this roster, carrying four running backs and a fullback in Roosevelt next. So I like this room a lot, a lot, a lot. I think it's my favorite room top to bottom on the roster because there isn't a player where I wouldn't feel comfortable. Like you look at the quarterback position, I'm not comfortable yet with Jacob Eason starting games. You look at some of these positions, you look at the left tackle position, I'm not comfortable with LaRaven Clark playing two snaps, let alone starting a game. So there's position groups that are really good. Like the O-line is great. The starters, the starters are phenomenal. The starters are the best position group on this team. But the depth is awful. And you look at the running back room, the starter's really good. The backup, I think, is going to be great. The third string helps the team in so many different ways. And the fourth string hasn't really had the same opportunities as some of the other guys, but he's averaging 5.8 yards per carry. Have you ever heard the term, you're only as strong as your weakest link? If Jordan Wilkins is the weakest link in the running back room, that's a pretty damn good running back room. So, big fan of this position group. Jason will be back tomorrow with the defensive ends as we continue the All-22 defense with the defensive ends right here on the Fourth the Culture Podcast.